Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. My partner, Mike Fratello, former NBA head coach with the Atlanta Hawks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Memphis Grizzlies, color analyst for the Los Angeles Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Mike, the Cavaliers had a road trip, went one and two, maybe a little disappointing for them. They lost in New York to the Knicks. They won in Houston and then lost in Oklahoma City, came home and played the Los Angeles Clippers without five of the Clippers' top six scorers, and the Cavaliers won pretty handily in that game. A stretch where, okay, maybe you would have liked to have picked up another win in that stretch, either a win in New York or a win in Oklahoma City. And the Clippers doing him a bit of a favor, Mike, coming in hot and yet then sitting everybody for load management and the Cavaliers picking up a win in that game. Not the greatest of performances for the Clippers, unfortunately. The doctors and trainers uh, make decisions a lot of times that uh, coaching staffs wind up paying the price for, and the team does as well. Uh, But they're all doing it to try and save the player from damaging themselves. As you know, sometimes you get players that will never sit out. They play with injuries, and it makes it worse. And what they want to be able to do is go into the playoffs with a full squad, uh, knowing that they have their best chances of winning down the road. So uh, it was a tough, tough night for the Clipper organization. Whenever you take – five of the top six scores out 
and you play against a very, very good defensive team, it's tough to find points. And if you watch any of that game last night, you saw how hard it was for Los Angeles to come up with field goals, particularly in that first half. And the guys out there played as hard as they could. They did the best they could, but they're not your frontline guys. And playing against a good opponent who's playing their frontline guys, like the Cavaliers, you're going to pay the price for that. And they did last night. So you kind of put that one away if you're the Clippers and move on. If you're the Cavs, you go back and lock them and say, we didn't make the same mistake that we did against Golden State. We didn't overlook a team that was shorthanded. We came out and did what we were supposed to do. The Cavaliers were supposed to win that game last night, and they did. They won it easily, handily. They looked good at both ends of the floor, and now they move on. And that's that's the NBA. You've had an up-close and personal look at that one, Mr. Fratello, as you were combining your two teams that you're working with this season. You, you live in Cleveland. You work with the Cavaliers. You also travel and do a lot of stuff with the Los Angeles Clippers. In fact, even more so. And you were in Cleveland working for the Clippers. How was that for you? I had enough questions that I had to answer last night. I I remember going back when uh, the Cavaliers came out to Los Angeles and I was doing that game also for the Clippers. In warm-up lines, Kevin Love, one of my neighbors in the community, uh, came running over at a warm-up line and says, pick a team. <laughs> he saw me sitting trying to do the open for the Los Angeles Clippers. So I appreciated that. I always appreciate Kevin. Uh, and last night, I, I saw so many great, you know, familiar faces in the sure. building. Last night, people that I've known from the time I was coaching here, and they've been loyal Caps fans. And you know, they uh, were ribbing me, giving me the uh, – I think appreciating the fact that I was still working uh, and doing games, but that I was not doing them for the Cavaliers. So why aren't you doing them for the Cavaliers? But that, that's a long story, right, Jeff? <laughs> that is a long story. Yes, it is. And I would think, Mike, you know, most of the folks, you know, we have people who listen to our our podcast here. and But when you're working with the Cavs, you're not talking about the Clippers. So a lot of folks sitting there in Cleveland thought, Boy, Mike's really confused. He's he's sitting <laughs> over at the wrong bench. I, they would have no idea that you're working with the Clippers, and Clipper people would have no idea you're working with the Cavaliers. So I can only imagine what you were going through. There there was a time, once or twice during a game last night, where I started to say th- something, and I almost said Cavs, but I caught myself just before it and said Clippers <laughs> instead. And any time that I was confused of which player scored, I kept it generic. And moved past it so I wasn't pinpointing whether it was a clipper or a cab that I meant to say. That was a very nice move on your part. Uh, it left the Cavaliers with a record of 31 and 21, Mike. They're in fifth place in the Eastern Conference as we speak, five and a half out of first. I, I wonder, as a guy who coached in the league forever and has followed the league forever, Cavs, after that really good start, are nine and 10 in their last 19 games. And I'm not sure what to think about it. They played so well at times this year. I would think it's not a slump. I would think it's just part of the normal season where, all right, you're in a little lull. You're going back and forth. You've dealt with a couple of injuries here and there. If you're J.B. Bickerstaff, are you worried about going 9-10 and in 19 games? And if so, or even if it's a little something, Mike, 
what do you do to kind of kind of perk it up a little bit? You only worry about it if you can't see the answers in front of you on paper. When you're looking over everything, you're trying to figure it out. It could be number of road games versus number of home games during that 19-game stretch. It could be injuries that are happening to your team that you didn't have earlier in the seasons. In the meantime, other teams may have gotten players back during that 20-game stretch that they didn't have early on. So now they're just starting to get stronger from what they had been earlier in the season. Uh, You know that the All-Star game is coming up shortly, and the reason that they've always taken the All-Star break is to let the players not only showcase the greatest players in our game, but it's a little break for them away from the uh, grind of the road, of the preparation every day for the games that are coming up each night. Give them a little mental break and then try and finish up strong down the backstretch. And and believe me, particularly this year, when the All-Star game and All-Star week is over with, and meaning the extra days that the players get off now, uh, in addition to the three days of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, All-Star weekend, when that's over and done and they come back to play games, this regular season is going to fly Mm. by to the end of the season. Um, you're down all of a sudden you're looking up and you got 15, 12, 10 games left and the count is on. And that that's when it really becomes interesting with who's still in this playoff race and who's packing it in saying like, "Ah, I think the pink ball, pink pong balls might be good for us this year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There are only 30 games left for the Cavaliers, Mike. But uh, in that game against the Clippers, Donovan Mitchell came back. Terrific. Good to see him back out on the floor. And it probably couldn't have gone better for the Cavs because Donovan didn't play a whole lot in that game. J.B. Bickerstaff had the luxury of not playing his starters big minutes because the Cavs jumped out early. Uh, You saw Donovan. How did he look to you? I thought he looked good. I kind of got the feeling after the beginning of the game at the end of the first quarter into the second quarter that he may not be seeing a lot of minutes that night. I was in agreement totally with what JB's thinking was. Ironically, in that third, end of the third or fourth quarter, beginning maybe of the fourth quarter, there was a point there where the Cavs were up 35, 37 points in the game. And the people that the Clippers had on the floor started to make a little run and they outscored them 10, nothing, 12, two, something like that. And I just said to my broadcast partner, Brian Seaman, you know, Brian, what do you think the score has to get to before JB takes a timeout? At that point, the Clippers made another basket. JB stood up and said, timeout. My partner said, it's right about now at this point that he's taking the timeout. You just had to feel that, you know, yeah, you're comfortable, but now that they're around 27, 28 points down with 10 minutes to go, 11 minutes to go in the game, nah, I'm not taking a chance. Great timeout that time by JB Bickerstaff. 
Mike, I, I think it's interesting, and, and let's wrap up that game against the Clippers with talking about the Clippers. You, you started at the at the beginning of the podcast mentioning it. You have Paul George, you have Kawhi Leonard, uh, you have Morris, you have Reggie Jackson. That's a really talented bunch, and it's clear that the Clippers' philosophy is let's do as well as we can while we balance the idea of being really ready to go when we hit the playoffs. And I think that team is talented enough that if they hit the playoffs healthy, in decent shape, they could make a really big run in the Western Conference that appears to be really wide open this year. So many of the major teams, the major contenders, have a hole. There's a loophole somewhere that they're scrambling right now to try and figure out how do we fill that hole? If you ask anybody in basketball circles, what's the one weak point that the Cavaliers might have? I would think the consensus would be, who's their small forward? Who's the small forward that's going to carry them to where they want to get to? Is it Okoro? Is it Stevens? Is it Osman? Do you put Karis LeVert there? Well, the same thing is going on with the Clipper organization right now. What's their glaring area of concern for them and both teams? Both of them have very deep rosters. Both front offices have done a great job of accumulating talent. But the Clipper organization is looking for that point guard, veteran point guard who's a true old school type point guard, not today's modern score 25 to 30 points every night point guard, one who can run the show, distribute the ball, get it to the guys that have to have the ball in their hands. That's what they would need, I would think, if you ask their front office and coaches staff, what's the glaring weakness? So uh, people scrambling, scrambling till February 9th, trade deadline to see what's out there, what can they come up with. And then the worst thing that could happen right now is your team starts to play well, like the Clippers put five in a row together before last night. And what does the front office do? Do they say, hey, five in a row, we're not that bad. Maybe we should leave it alone, not mess with it. Or do you look at it and say, no, we may have won five in a row, but we know what we need if we want to go further in the playoffs. This has been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.